Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you up at night. From managing the demands of your career to finding happiness in your life and everything in between. Each week, we'll help you close the gap between your conscious goals, the results you want to achieve, and your subconscious settings, your thoughts and beliefs, by sharing tools and strategies based in brain science and energy. You start with the best intentions. You want to be more confident, so you take an online course on confidence, yet you still question all of your decisions. You're ready for a career transition, so you read dozens of blogs about how, and yet six months later you're still sitting at that same desk without even your resume updated. Some call this a personal developholic. Others may just say the best laid plans go unfulfilled. In this episode, we're going to stare personal development right in the face and give you the five P's to get to success. Hey, Mimi. Hey, Jackie. I am so happy. (laughs) I know you're happy. Jackie's not happy because (laughs) I'm happy because Jackie's dog is peacefully curled up on my lap sleeping. Jackie's not happy, though, because we had to re-record this because Scott was making some background noise. She's gritting her teeth. (laughs) He tries. Listen, John whipped out a power drill. I know. That is nothing compared to him rattling some papers around. Well, you think so. No. I don't think he realizes how much the microphone picks up. I know. And that's what I tried to explain to John that time also, but he... I had to still power drill. So, but we're here with we're here. you, and we are really going to dig into some excellent work. Excellent work. Have you watched The Simpsons? Excellent no, I've never work. watched The Simpsons. You're not surprised by that. Mr. Burns, excellent, <laughs> excellent. We're going to work, dive into some excellent work here on the five P's of success. All right. Before we jump into the five P's of success, though, I want to get the attention of our ladies who have been skipped over for a promotion maybe recently laid off or worried about being laid off or your job just makes you sick to your stomach. Join us for the Make Your Move Mastermind. It's a six-week group program led by Jackie and me. And it's for women who are finally ready to get unstuck and figure out their next steps. Listen, if you are tired of doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results, you must invest in coaching to get where you want to go. So head on over to therestingmind.com backslash career crossroads mastermind to save your spot. And I will also include the link in the show notes. Did you know, Mimi, that the personal development industry is an estimated $13 billion by 2022? $13 billion. I believe it. I mean, I know when the pandemic hit, our business like doubled. (laughs) It did because people need help. People need help. What I love about this is that, great, this industry is growing. I think what really bothered me, though, is when I dug in deeper on the statistics about really getting the results that people want, 92% of the people failed. And 96% of people who really start on a personal develop journey fail completely. Like they just never get out of the gate? They just, they never get to their end results. Mm. 96%. So 92% of people who just set goals in general fail, but if they are on a personal development journey, it's 96% that don't do anything. So only 4% actually 
achieve what they set out to do. Wow. That's, that's staggering. It's staggering. And that's really why we are here today. And it's actually why we exist, Mimi and I, because that's when you listen to all of these things, that's great. And there will be the 4% of you who take what we tell you and you'll put it into action. And, and get results. And get results. And then there'll be the others that call us up and say, I've tried it on my own and we need your help. I need to invest in coaching. And that's where we hold you accountable. We help you plan. We help put the five P's into place. We're going to be popping a lot in this episode. (laughs) We do. We help you put the five P's into place so that you can actually move on to success. Coaching is the best investment you can make in yourself. And I'm not saying because we're coaches and this is what we do, but because I've seen it for myself. I've invested so much money in coaching and it's always worth it. We are forward thinking. So we help clients actually see what they want in their future and then put the plans and processes in place in order to get there. And a lot of times, ladies, when we work with clients, they don't even know what the heck they want. Right? We ask them, okay, what do you, where do you yeah. want to see? What's the perfect job look like? What do you want to accomplish? And they're like, uh, uh. Or they have this idea, but they're not specific enough, we're going to get into this, to really dig into what that looks like for them. So there are so many different hurdles that we have to come across when we try to kind of go on personal development journey because change hurts. It's uncomfortable. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It causes fear. It has a whole effect and impact on our brain, on our energy, and all of that has to be really weighed and acknowledged and changed in order to be able to achieve your goals. So let's talk a little bit, Mimi, about why personal development, self-improvement is so important. Well, it makes us self-aware, right? So self-improvement cannot happen without awareness. So many times we just go through life on autopilot. That's exactly what we talk about all the time, on autopilot. But even for people who are aware, I consider myself aware right? This year, though, has been such an eye-opener for me in uncovering places where I really wasn't aware, and it's helped me grow to the next level. So that's why it's so important. What's so interesting about what you just said, Mimi, COVID actually brought awareness to people, and it was very frightening. Everyone's routines were thrown out the window. And routine, right, is part of a pattern, which allows your subconscious mind to take over even further and allows you not to be in your conscious mind and conscious self. And so what we want to help you do is kind of move from your subconscious setting more into your conscious mind. And that is why you discovered all of these things because when you're out of your routine, you're like, wait a second, I'm not automatically doing X, Y, and Z. Right, and the fascinating thing is, even though I was taking all of this action towards my goals, there was a lot of mindset stuff that was really hard-baked and wired in there. And when I started to actively become aware and call myself out on it and change the way I was thinking, even though it was uncomfortable, that's where I started to see some real change happen. So it's fascinating. The other thing is, like Jackie said, 95% of our day is based in our subconscious. So you want to be sure that when you are on that autopilot, that it's optimized so that it is taking you to the, the right place. And that's everything that we do and all of our work is about that. So if 95% of your day is set on autopilot, then when you have a conscious goal, 
you're only using your 5% of consciousness to get there. So ultimately what we do is we help your subconscious mind and we reset it so that we can close the gap between where you want to go consciously and where you're set subconsciously. We as people, as humans, have something called limiting beliefs. And those are the things, the beliefs and the thoughts that are embedded into our brains that get us to think that we are or act a certain way and it's a set point. But everything that we do or believe comes from a past experience or thought or observation. And then our brain takes it and embeds it into ourselves as our truth. And so when we work with you guys, or when you're listening to this, we always want to challenge those beliefs. In our episode last week, Mimi had this great line that she had heard from another coaching podcast, which was, this is, I keep telling myself this story of what you said and how I interpreted it. Is it true? And it's because we take on stories. We take on other people's behaviors and apply intentions on it based on everything that we have believed in the past. So awareness actually helps us with our limiting beliefs. It brings us more into consciousness. And it is the first step towards closing that gap between our goals and our subconscious settings. Yeah. I could not have said it better. Can you tell us a little bit what pers- about what personal development is not? So I think personal development, when, when I think about personal development, I think a lot of people believe that it is, it is intaking information. The episode 33 that we did, Intake versus Activate. Ladies, if you haven't listened, go back. It has been the episode that everybody keeps talking about. And they keep referring to. So go back and listen to episode 33. Personal development is not intaking information. Personal development is learning. And personal development is about then applying. And that is the difference between getting to that goal and not getting to that goal. So listening to this podcast, great. You know, sit there and it may stick for six days, right? And then it's going to fade away because that's what happens. Or you can take this and say, what can I do today to put into action what I'm learning? So personal development is not in taking information. It is actually activating on it. It's experiencing it. We can read about creating habits and making bucket lists and gratitude lists, but we don't experience life until we're out there present and fully engaged. So, and on top of that, engaging in life is one of the keys to overall happiness. Sure. In the PERMA model, P-E-R-M-A. That's right. That we talked in the happiness episode. And so engaging in life is really critical to up your happiness and also to activate on your personal development goals. As we mentioned, ladies, 92% of people achieve success, don't, don't achieve success against their big goals. And even though they want to, somewhere along the way, they drop the ball. Either they, they forgot to plan, or they don't have patience, or they didn't have precision. But if you put into place these five Ps, you will absolutely be able to get to that goal and see success. So let's talk about the five Ps, Mimi. Yeah, you want and, to kick and it Jackie, off? also, I want to give you credit here because the five Ps of success is something that you came up with early, on, in the early days of the resting mind. And we don't talk about them enough. 
No, we don't, but we brought them back for this episode because we realized how important they yeah, are. Yeah, they really We are. use them in our we one-on-one coaching. It's part of our, one of our many tools and processes and frameworks that we use, but we want to share this framework with you guys so that you can start implementing it to get to goals. All right. So the first P is precision. And this is my favorite place to start. And I love working with clients here too. It's much more than just jotting down a goal. It's really understanding and pinpointing exactly what you want to work on and being as specific as possible. And we can't emphasize that specificity enough because that's going to keep you focused and give you the ability to see exact results. So as an example, you don't want to say, I just want to lose weight. You're going to say something like, I want to lose 12 pounds so my inner thighs stop rubbing together. Like, see the difference? And I think what's really interesting about this too is, and I this is where I have so much fun with my clients, we really visualize what does this look like? How do I feel when my, you know, when I'm down 12 pounds and you really start to step into that energy of that person, it really makes it so clear, exciting, and it helps you really dig into like the absolute why that we talk about so much. So let's dig into that too. Let's talk a little bit about, we want to share with you what the absolute why is. So the absolute why is the difference between your upper level why and the real why. So your upper level why is I want to lose weight because I want to be healthier. Why? Because I want to be around for my daughter. Why? Because she's an only child and I worry that she doesn't have enough support if something happens to me. Why? Because I'm an only child and I know how difficult it could be. It that's your absolute why, sure. right? So the, it's going down and digging into five whys beyond your first why. The ultimate why is the thing that drives you to get up and actually do. The ultimate why is the thing that you write down and put in your pocket on a post-it note, on your phone as your screensaver. Your ultimate why is the thing that really ignites you into action and keeps you on point. So precision with the ultimate why attached is the first step to really getting in and being able to take action against what you want to do. Jackie, do you want to talk a little bit about planning? Really? You're going to make me talk about planning? <laughs> I love to plan. <laughs> I think you should be talking oh, about right, planning. Right. Come on. <laughs> so you can't just dive into what you want to achieve, right? This kind of reminds me of like the day... John came home with a dog for us. We weren't even talking about getting a dog, nothing. No cage, no kibble, nothing. no leash, no harness. It was just here. It was just he a was dog. Here. And I just love him, but yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so you have to plan. And, and yeah, you spontaneity have is fine, but if you want to get to a goal, you need to plan. Yeah, so you need to plan. So you need to look at what this whole thing is going to entail, right? What is the best timing to start? What bumps will you hit in the road? How am I going to be challenged? You have to plan for these kinds of things. And this is where people really get thrown off guard because if they don't have a plan, you know, they assume that things are going to, they're going to set the goal, get clear on the goal, and then there nothing, there will be no bumps in the road. Well, that's not what's going to happen. So the first bump derails them completely. That's exactly right. I want to want to emphasize that because you will have bumps in the road. You will go to a party mm-hmm. and 
want to eat what everyone else is eating, or you will go on an interview for a job that you really want and you won't plan for not getting that job. Right. And you'll say, I don't want to work, go for, I don't want to go on interviews anymore. I'm just distraught. So you have to plan for every possible hurdle and obstacle and mentally prepare your if then scenarios. If I don't do X, then uh, what's going to happen? If X happens, then I'm going to do Y. So you really want to add those if-then scenarios against all those obstacles so that you wrap your brain around it and you get more comfortable with not failure, right, because it's learnings, but things that can get in your way. Yeah, and there are going to be times where, say you have been really, I'm going to be very open and transparent we always so, are, so right. I'm glad you're going okay. to do that. So my goal this year has been to lose 30 pounds. I got to 15, and I've been kind of stalled and going backwards a little bit. Okay. And so I said to myself, you know what? Like, now this, and there was a point that where I was like, yeah, maybe this is just good. Like, you know, I'm down. I feel like different. I feel better. Maybe I don't need to go all the way to 30, but I really want to. It may take longer than I anticipated. And I got back to basics. So what's the difference? I had a plan for where I've gotten totally derailed, right? And I said, okay, you know, like I did not let this stop me. I'm just going to course correct, figure out what's not working and get back on track. A couple of years ago, I would have been like, forget it. I'm happy here. And you probably went back to your absolute why. I did. Because you could say, well, I'm going to sit here at 15 pounds. But my absolute why was I want to make sure that I'm healthy so I can travel. Right. As I get older. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want anything to stall me. My knees being bad, any kind of health issues, so anything I can do to be healthy. So when you go back to your absolute why, when you hit a hurdle, then you can pull yourself back up even if you fall and you have to start from the beginning again. That's exactly it. And it doesn't mean just because I've even, I've stalled and even gone up a couple of pounds doesn't mean that it's not working or I haven't been successful. It just means I've got to double down and just get back on track. And so, then what, do you use visualization at all when you're planning? Sometimes I... Uh, yeah, I do sometimes. I like to I like to get really clear on, I kind of use a tool of, of what I call embodiment. It's something I learned from one of my coaches. So get really clear on what that person, that version of myself does, and then take action from that place. So you're tapping kind of, into the energy of your future self. It's tapping into the energy, yeah. And it's a little bit of an advanced technique, but yeah, I'm not advanced, like I'm advanced, but... Well, you, you are know, advanced. You have been doing this for a long time, but I'm able time. to do it quickly now because she's I, advanced. <laughs> she can't because there she goes deflecting my her her confidence mm-hmm. onto someone else. She's very advanced in visualization techniques and meditation and yoga and all of that. Yeah, so I can easily tap into what that is and then shift into the energy. It's getting a lot easier, and that's what I do because you, because you practice it. So because let's I go practice. into this next yeah. P, which is practice. So. Personal development, again, is not just taking something on, but it is putting into practice what you've learned. You can't be a great driver by watching somebody drive a car or going to school and pretending to go through a road test. You can't learn to drive by getting behind the wheel once. You become a good driver by practicing, by looking around, by becoming more aware of what's going on. You become a great instrument player by practicing. Very people are geniuses that they pick up an instrument the first time and can play it beautifully. So practice is really 
important, but practice for a lot of people can get very monotonous. Mm. Or it feels uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable. Too, like you don't want to, you know, you want to learn something new. You want to be good at it. It's very frustrating not to be able to play the instrument perfectly. You know, I remember when I was young, I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I expected to be like Paul McCartney right (laughs) off the bat. And it didn't happen. And I never played again. (laughs) You know, so it, it takes... It takes it takes time, it takes and time. so that practice though will get you to that point where you can start seeing incremental improvements. So when you want to think about not practicing and not putting into place, that's where the plan comes from. So you plan your practice time. You plan and and put into your calendar exactly the points and the times of day that you're going to activate on something. So you need to also learn to respect that plan and respect your practice time. Don't let your kids' needs, your boss's needs, another meeting. Set a boundary around it. Right. Move yourself and your own priorities because it does it. I guarantee you, you would never move a meeting that you had with your boss for anything else. So why are you not that important? You need to be that That's an eye-opener when you look at things from that perspective I have done that in the past few years. I would very quickly say, oh, I don't, I could push this. No, I can't. This is important. And even if it's not uh, super important, you don't think it's super important, if you're going to get to your goal, it is. So you might not think what missing. This goes back to the Eisenhower matrix we talked about, the quadrants, remember? I'll I'll link, I'm going to link it in the show notes. But you may not think missing one practice is important, but I will tell you, once you lose that momentum, it gets really hard to get back into it. If you work out every, if you're putting into practice, I'm going to exercise routine, I'm going to work out. If you miss a day, it may not be a big deal. If you miss two or three, all of a sudden you've gotten out of that momentum. And then you want to procrastinate. A P that we don't talk about because it's not a positive P. But we don't want to get into the mode where we lose momentum and then stop practicing. So so practice is a really key step in this. That's step number three in the five Ps. And the next one is it really goes so hand in hand with practice. And this is persistence. So you've got to practice persistently. (laughs) It takes approximately 21 days to form a habit, which means within the first three weeks, you're going to have to stay dedicated and persistent to see your development through. So if you're feeling unmotivated, go back to your planner. Remember why you want to make this change. Go back to your absolute why. Visualize what the success looks like. And that can give you the jolt to keep going. Even if you're uncomfortable, you need to push yourself. Persistence is something that is from within you. It's kind of like grit. It's kind of like resilience. Those are all things that are deep within you. And if you want to see and chart progress, you want to dig into that persistence. Really, really dig into it. So we did talk a little bit about how using visualization can really help you keep your eye on the ball. But again, I want to talk a little bit about how how you can do this. So when you take the time to get precise on what you want, you can get clear on the actions that you need to take. So if you feel your motivation waning, think about what the version of you who has achieved the goal would do at that moment. I talked about that, that I use this as a tool all the time. I want to talk a little bit about how I do this. So close your eyes, think about her, and really start to see her 
and start to think about what she would do when she reaches that goal and the actions that she would take. Right, and now you've shifted your energy from either a level one or a two to a higher energy. Tapping into this energy and taking energy from that place, that's really important, I wanna say it again. Taking action from that higher and higher energy place is going to be very different than trying to white knuckle your way through something. So that's where the sustainable change happens. Thank you for saying that, Mimi, this idea of taking action from that energetic place. If you take action from dread, from not wanting, from feeling pushed, or feel, then you're going to drag through the whole thing. If you take action from that place that you talked about, your energy level is high and it's going to yes. fuel you and fill you up with love it's and, and joy and accomplishment. And you're going to get different results. Sorry, I'm talking over you, but I'm so excited. It's yeah. such a critical thing. If you feel like, if you're forcing yourself to take action and you're really forcing it, your results are going to suck because they're coming from a low level energy. There's no other way I could tell. So it's like you're putting all this force into something you're better off taking a break, relaxing, getting into a good energy space, and then doing it. It will flow so much easier. I know this from personal experience. It sounds like a very crazy concept to get your mind around, but it works. You said something else that triggers the flow. When that idea of flow happens when we get lost in the things that we do. So you're right. If we want to get and achieve happiness and be persistent and see our persistence come through we want to get into that place of flow so we want to attack everything that we do with that creative mindset that insightful mindset that curious mindset how this is going to transform me what's going to be the amazing results at the end of this journey for myself and while you're doing this ladies there are going to be days that it's hard and you need to have self-love and self-compassion through all of this there are days that you just are going to struggle, but be kind to yourself. Motivate yourself through kindness. Don't motivate yourself by saying you're fat and lazy. Of course, oh, you're not going to do that. Or, or um, you're you're so stupid. Of course, you didn't get that job. Um, you know, you're never going to be good enough because that is just awful. And those negative thoughts will come up naturally. But what you want to do is recognize them, become aware of them, and replace them with love and compassion and brilliance. Think about it. If you didn't get the promotion that you've been on track, that your goal is to get this promotion and you didn't get this promotion, it's not as if you shouldn't be persistent anymore. You should. And you should be persistent from this place of this wasn't my time. For some reason, the universe has a different plan. There's something else I need to learn here, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to get that next promotion. And I'm going to keep putting into practice. I'm going to make sure that I have a plan. I'm going to put my five Ps in place and come at it from that perspective. So that self-love is part of self-development. We need to be we need to be okay and kind to ourselves. Never use motivational tactics on yourself that you wouldn't use on somebody else. Yeah, that's such the golden rule. The golden rule. <laughs> all right, ladies, the last P is something that I work on all and the you time. Are, you're doing well. You're making strides. Patience. Jackie's patience. not patient. I'm not patient. And well, I don't, not, you're not no, you're no, no, getting a lot better. I'm getting a lot better. But Mimi and I, when we started The Resting Mind, <laughs> we weren't patient. 
We were not patient at all. We thought everything was going to happen yesterday. We thought we we thought I was a little bit more um not mindful. I don't know what I want patient. to say here. You were more patient. I, I guess I was. Yeah. You were more patient. Jackie thought everything should have happened yesterday. I was like it takes time. She's like I don't like but it takes time because I you know why? Because I had gone through I had another business. And so I knew that it it takes time. It, t- it takes time. And we're in this instant gratification world, right? So if I want something, I go on Google and I get it right away. And our society thinks everything is at our fingertips. And our patience isn't, is, is non-existent for so many of us. So we need to recognize that it takes patience. That, I think, is the hardest thing my clients, our clients, deal with when working even with us. I always say, they're like, Why, well, I don't, you know, I can't sign on for the four-month program. I really want to be able to implement change in the next two weeks. And I was like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. And the other thing I want to point out is that a lot of times you're going, the change will happen in that four weeks or whenever you're, you know, whatever that time frame is. But the, it's, they compound the changes, right? So maybe you work with us for four months, but you start to see the changes happening even beyond that because we're planting the seeds. The change is sustainable. So it's continually growing. So that's an excellent point that is that it is a compound effect. It's a compound effect. So, you know, we may work for, I see it with my business coach clients all the time. We set the foundation together and then you know, after our work is done, the work, the rewards continue. They start to get business after, well after our work has ended. I'm going to put this in cooking terms because we, we, we talk like about to cooking. Cook. It's like the perfect risotto. Mm. So I could Jackie, rush you're it. you're making me hungry. I could, oh, I'm making you lunch. I can <laughs> rush it and I can make it and it's mushy. Oh, or and it's, it's like not, crunchy. Or crunchy. Or I can take the time... Put a little water at a time. Do yeah. all the steps that are right to get the end result that is perfect. Do you know the trick to a good risotto? I don't, I don't know if you do this or heating, not. Heating the broth. Yeah. Yes. So, that, <laughs> so that when you put it in. Come on, Mimi. Well, I bet you people didn't know that. You guys are learning something. When you make risotto and you add the broth little by little, you have to have it in a separate pot boiling so that you're putting boiling broth or water or whatever, liquid, into the risotto, so it's not bringing the temperature down. Oh, okay. Did you know that? I did know that. Well, you, you did, did know. I did All know right, that. You did. Yes. Right. But um, I'm, I'm sure people, if you didn't know that, please let me know. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't even know what a risotto is. <laughs> Just because it's, yeah. you know, it's not always, it's not that common. One of the things I want to share with you guys, I know I, I talked about the five Ps, but there's another, it's not really a P, but... It's about charting your progress. So really it is another P. One of the one of the ideas that we want to share with you ladies is that visual progress is super super helpful in everything that you do. So, if you are trying to get to any goal, if you don't know how to visual if it's not naturally something you can visually see or chart, you need to figure out how to visually see or chart it. I'm going to give you an example. We are, I don't know exactly when this episode's going to air, but we are recording it on September 12th. And we are sitting here in my living room and recording this podcast. 
Every year in September, I always feel like September is a new beginning. It's almost like New Year's for me. I, I feel, feel like, that way too. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's Peyton's birthday. It's Peyton's birthday, but I mean, from a newness perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's back to school. When I used to work in sales and in publishing, the summer was slow. September yeah. was like all out advertising yeah. week, selling season, right? So it always felt like it was something anew. And I always adjusted my behaviors come September. Long story short, I decided to do a, I don't want to say sober September because I want to be honest about my reality about trying to never drink again, but I wanted to cut back my drinking. Summertime is always a big time for us as a family, not not my 12-year-old, a family <laughs> to drink. We'll go out in the pool at three o'clock or four o'clock. I'll work early in the morning. I come over Peyton's splay, splayed out drunk. Yes. No, Gosh. Totally kidding. God, God forbid. But we, you know, we'll start our day going, you know, at five o'clock in the morning and by three o'clock I'll shut down for the day and the three of us will go out and go swimming and then I'll pop open a glass of rosé or I will pop open a sparkling seltzer and then I will you know I'll have one and then I'll go to cook and I'll pour myself a glass of wine because I enjoy the when you're making your risotto when I'm making my risotto because it takes time and I enjoy cooking with a glass of wine that said September rolls around rolled around and I was like I want to cut down on my drinking I really want to cut down on my drinking So the day one that I cut down my drinking was fine. I didn't drink day one, right? Not a big deal. But the second day I was like, I need to chart this. I need to chart this visually. So I took my whiteboard and I started putting red dots on my whiteboard on the days I didn't drink. Now, what's interesting about this, ladies, is when I thought about having a glass of wine during the week, I closed my eyes and visualized the dot and I decided that I wanted to see another dot. That that feeling of accomplishment, the stupid little dot, that's all it took for me to recognize that I accomplished it every day. So you need to think about how you can visually have cues on your accomplishments. So it could be colorful post-its and put them in a jar. It can be um, it can be marking your calendar with X's. It could be anything. Jerry Seinfeld did that. When he was starting out as a comedian, he knew that he had to practice. So he would, his goal was to practice doing comedy, you know, 15 minutes, whatever it was. And he would X on a calendar and he didn't want to break the chain. You don't want to break the chain. So find your visual cues. I love Jerry Seinfeld. Me too. Find your visual cues so that the process can also become easier for you. Yeah. So. All right. All right, (laughs) ladies. So we talked about the five P's for getting to anywhere you want to go, your success in personal development or any goal setting. I would love for you guys to try this tool out. Let, let us, us know, know how it works for you. And like, please we... let us know. Email us at either Jackie at the Resting Mind or Mimi at the Resting Mind and let us know how is this working for you. I guarantee it'll be a game game changer. Yeah. So go on our podcast in the show notes and download your very own five P's to success framework. And you can print it out and write down your five P's and figure out your visual cues. And you can find your success there too. Until next time. Cheers cheers to your your magnificence. If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help more Gen X ladies find us so they can make their life magnificent.